My name is Daisha Clay. I'm the audio librarian here at Classical 91.7. While I'm a real librarian, I have a deep, dark secret. I know very little about classical music. I grew up listening to rock. And I know something about jazz. But when it comes to classical... But I really want to learn. So... Every week on this show, a classical music expert will give me a piece of classical music they think I should know, and then we'll discuss it. Come learn with me in the classical classroom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the classical classroom. I am Daisha Clay, and here with me today is David Ashley White, who is professor of composition at the University of Houston's Moore School of Music. In fact, David was, until this past June, director of the Moore School for, what, the last 15 years, I believe you said? Right, that's right. Uh, he's also a composer whose works are widely performed, published, and recorded. I found this particularly interesting. He actually writes hymns that are in the hymnals that you see in churches. I just thought that was so interesting because I've always wondered who those people were and where those songs came from. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) David Ashley White, welcome to the show. Thank you, Daisha. Glad to be here. What are you going to be teaching me about today? We're going to talk about Christmas music, Christmas carols, and some other things. Um, And this is something that I've always been really interested in from a kid uh-huh. on, and uh, I've composed music for Christmas, among other other occasions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought we'd start out, if we can we can. Oh, yeah, let's get here. into it. Um, when I was growing up, I'm, I'm a Texan, seventh-generation Texan, and I grew up in South Texas. And, and Alice, the town that I grew up in, one of the big deals every Christmas was a community chorus uh, doing Messiah. Uh-huh. Handel's great piece. And that was really my first introduction, I think, to to serious music. And yeah. that piece has always remained really one of my favorite pieces, period. It's certainly in Handel. I, everybody can go back and forth between Handel and Bach and Vivaldi. I love Handel. Mm-hmm. For, uh, he was a, a composer who was, I think... It, it, partly because he was a man of the theater, and he knew when too much was too much, when too little was too little. His music was wonderfully effective, and it really he did all kinds of stuff, including oratorios, which is what M- Messiah is. Uh, it's a piece, it's like an opera, but is not actually staged, okay. and it's usually on biblical ideas. Okay. And so Messiah is the story of, of Christ, of mm-hmm. uh, from birth to 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 death, mm-hmm. and there's great music in this. It was composed in 1741, and it was premiered in Dublin the the next year. And what's so interesting to me about this music is that it has lived. It has performed so much. It's one of the most, if not the most, performed piece that, that that's in the repertory, mm-hmm. and. It's been in recent years with the rise of early music movement, performing on period instruments that were unique to the time that the music was composed, um, it's been very widely recorded. And what we're going to hear today is one of the first choruses, For Unto Us a Child is Born, okay. um, Unto Us a Son is Given, and it goes on. And this is by Paul McCreesh, who's a uh, noted 
conductor and his group, the Gabriele Consort and Players. And this is from 1997. This is one of the um, really important works for Mm -hmm. uh, uh, important recordings of Messiah. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's listen to a bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. You it's to, so happy, you know. It's uh, so joyful. I mean, you could easily put a, a jazz background to it. I mean, the music uh-huh. just bounces along. It does, and it's hard. I mean, all of the it's called melismas that the choir is doing, moving yeah. fastly on one syllable. Yeah, that's really difficult. And, I was gonna say yeah. that was an amazing thing to be able right. to do with your right. voice. Right. So I'm I'm curious as as I was kind of thinking about this episode, I was wondering, like this to me sounds like a hymn, but what is it? And I don't know if there's an exact definition. What what separates uh, a carol from a hymn, from a piece, from a song? Can you well, they're can you all that? they're all sort of the same. This is a, I wouldn't call this a hymn. This is just a it's a movement of choral and orchestral music. Okay. And there's also other places in this piece where they're soloists too. Yeah. So it's it's like I said, it's like an opera in effect. And even some of this is now being staged. I've mm-hmm. never heard of Messiah being staged, but but some people are doing things like that. Um, a hymn is usually what you would sing in church. That's the typical definition I think of, of of that a carol is a is a song uh-huh. or and it can be a song sung by a soloist which we're going to hear in just a moment or it can be uh, sung by a choir mm-hmm. but it's a it's a term that's for music that is performed mostly at Christmas mm-hmm. there are Easter carols and New Year's carols and things like that and usually a carol has a religious nature to the text usually but there are secular there carols are secular too. there are secular carols yes like like yeah frosty frosty, frosty the snowman right, right. that be yeah. yeah yeah or jingle bells yeah uh, yeah exactly <laughs> all that good stuff yeah, um, yeah well let's hear some more that was great well next uh, one of my favorite singers even though she's not 
performing as widely today as she once did in the 80s and 90s is Kathleen Battle, a great, mm. great soprano. Uh, and one of my favorite recordings is her doing Christmas carols with Christopher Parkning, who is a very well-known guitarist. And uh, what, what I want to play here is Mary Had a Baby, which is a traditional African-American spiritual. Mm-hmm. And it's just the absolute incredible purity of her voice. It's a voice like if you hear, if I can turn the radio on and, the, and there's music going on, and if I hear a second of, of her singing, I know it's her. It's, a, it's such a unique voice. And uh, this is a, it's a spiritual, but it's a lullaby in a way. Mary had a baby, my Lord, where was he born? Oh, my Lord. Oh, Mary had a baby born in a manger and so forth is, mm-hmm. is the way that when it goes. Um, it's, it's an incredible voice and that's his, that says it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, it's, it's interesting to hear a voice that's so smooth and like clearly trained, and it, like singing something that's kind of traditionally a little grittier, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the that's the characteristic of her voice. It was just you know gorgeous, very pure sound. Yeah. I had the um, well a couple of wonderful occasions to hear her. Sing. She gave a recital in Dallas back in the 90s that I went to. Uh, she sang some songs by Andre Previn, whose uh-huh. name is going to come up in a second. Uh, with the San Antonio Symphony, I heard that. And, uh, and then I heard a Handel opera that she did at the Met back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it was an amazing, amazing performance. Yeah. All of them were amazing performances. And she has a really cool name she on does. top of that. She Kathleen does. Battle. That's it's, <laughs> no, no, it's a, yeah. I, I've always thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't alone in yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, wow. Very yeah. cool. And you know, something else I like about this, uh, the, the way this music is being done, it could be done, you know, this is an arrangement of it. It could be done with orchestra or it could be done with, organ or piano whatever but uh as a composer i'm really drawn to sometimes the you know the thing the saying less is more uh-huh. i love the fact that it's so spare yeah it's just her really with 
a little bit of guitar underneath her. Mm-hmm. It really that's lets good. the sort of emotion right. that's in the song right. like come right. to the fore. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow, that was yeah. lovely. Yeah. Well, where where do we go from there? Well, uh, I mentioned Andre Previn. Um, the late '60s was an exciting time here in Houston because, for a very, very brief time, unfortunately, it was a brief time. Um, he was the conductor of the Houston Symphony, and when I was an undergrad finishing up my my studies here at U of H, and I was an oboist, I had the wonderful opportunity to play some in the Houston Symphony my senior year when he was conducting. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really exciting. What I want to play is a recording that he and Julie Andrews, and this is someone else who had an incredible voice. Yeah, yeah, uh, she was. She, I thought she was amazing. Uh, he did a whole Christmas album for her arrangements. That and he was a composer who was also he did a lot of work with in movies. And this sounds like the way he treats the orchestra in this is is like a it's like a movie score. It's mm-hmm. a, it's big, exciting, bold, colorful. Thanks. And uh, this carol is "I Saw Three Ships," which is a British, it's a traditional British carol from about the 17th century. This describes three ships arriving to visit the baby Jesus and Mary, and it's kind of strange, like. There really wasn't, um, I think the Dead Sea was the closest water to where Christ was born, so it doesn't really make sense. But uh, mm-hmm. there's been some some people think that the, the British were just really obsessed with, with being a seafaring nation, nation back in at this time mm-hmm. in the 17th century, and that may explain this. But anyway, it's I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day, uh-huh. and then it goes, the Virgin Mary and Christ were there on Christmas Day in the morning. So, But it's, just listen, it's riveting. Her voice is great. The orchestra is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was all arrangements by Andre Previn, who's became, after he left Houston, became a very important conductor in other places, a great composer. He's In fact, HGO did an opera of his a few years ago, um, one of the great talents of, of our time. All right. As I sat on a sunny bank on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day, as I sat on a sunny bank on Christmas Day in the morning, I saw three ships go sailing by, go sailing by, go sailing by, I saw three ships go sailing by on Christmas Day in the morning. should be upon that ship but Joseph and his fair lady and who should be upon that ship on Christmas day in the morning oh he did whistle and she did sing and she did sing oh she did sing yes he did whistle and she did sing on Christmas day I love in the it I love the the sound of the kind of older recording too it's a little yeah. scratchy yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. This was remastered. The CD was made of the old uh, 33, which is oh, what yeah. I bought back in 1968. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things I was thinking about this kind of music is, and also the, the words, mm-hmm. it it is not 
pious music. Yeah. It's it's and I think that's so typical of a lot of of English Christmas music. It's joyful and it kind of stretches things like we're trying to explain how we're three ships coming to, you know, see the Christ child. <laughs> right. uh, but it's it's joyful and and so it's to me what what Christmas is all about. Well, and I was wondering too if it's it's like the the carols that seem to have like there are so many Christmas carols out there when you kind of even just do a Google search. Oh, yeah. I, I was yeah. finding stuff I'd never heard of right, before. Right, I was wondering if the the ones that, that stick around that you tend to hear the most and that kind of last throughout the ages are if, – if they're there because – they stay with us because they're catchy and they're also in a range – that's easy to sing along to. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like yeah. it makes you want to yeah. sing and, and that right. that kind of like yeah. keeps the music alive. Well, and it's also, it's music that for the most part can be sung by a range of singers. You can be a professional choir, you can be Kathleen Battle, Julie Andrews, or you can be the person sitting next to you yeah. in church or wherever at a concert. Yeah. It's just, yeah. A, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that, that I think that you're right. That's... And it it should be. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it doesn't have to be serious, serious. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean. I mean, I think everything that I've chosen today, I think, is quality music. It's it's well, you know, it's well conceived. It's well performed. Yeah. Um, but it still can be a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 What's what's next? Well, there uh, we're going to go a little into a maybe a surprising uh, performer, Sting, mm-hmm. who came out a couple of years ago with the Christmas collection, and he sings here the Cherry Tree Carol, which is an old English ballad, and a ballad is a text that tells a story. Okay, and that ballad can be secular, it can be sacred, uh-huh. it can be anything. In uh, this particular. Text and, and tune also appears in some American collections. You know, a lot of British music, um, actually music from all over the world, but uh, in the Appalachians, there was a, uh, the people who settled there had English ancestry, mm-hmm. Scottish an- ancestry, and uh, it appears some of these songs, and I think this Cherry Tree Carol actually appears in the Appalachians, Ozark collection, so it's a... Wow very much a part of us. And what what is interesting to me about this text is that it kind of places emphasis on Joseph, the father. It says, when Joseph was an old man, an old man was he, he courted Virgin Mary, the Queen of Galilee. And uh, normally we have most emphasis is on either the Christ child or the Virgin Mary, yeah. but, but not on not on Joseph. Yeah, poor Joseph. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's what's uh, interesting, Sting collected, um, he put together a group of very often unusual instruments uh, to to perform on this recording. Mm-hmm. This I don't think this is going to be that unusual, but it's uh, and this is meant to be a very serious uh, performance. And, yeah. and I think Sting is a very effective singer. Let's hear so it. let's listen to it. Right. When Joseph was an old man, an old man was he. He courted Virgin Mary, the Queen of Galilee. He courted Virgin Mary, the Queen of Galilee. 
Uh, yeah, I hear that, that sort of appellation. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Here is apples and cherries, so fair to be Here is apples and cherries, so fair to be There's a, a legend of when they were walking to Bethlehem, um, there was a cherry orchard, and this is what she's asking him to pick cherries for yeah. her. I think cherries also is sometimes meant uh, as a synonym for charity. Yeah. And um, so... I'd, I'd never heard this one no, before. No, I know, I know. It's, it's You know, all of these images, the like three ships or or a cherry tree, um, they're all old things that somehow have lingered on and they've mm-hmm. made their way into um, a carol like this. Yeah. Which is sung performed and so the legend lives on i I love it i have okay so i'm gonna this is i've never done this in a show before but um because christmas music is some of my favorite music i kind of wanted to introduce you to a piece i don't know if you have ever listened to um sufjan stevens uh he is a he's a, a young ish guy he's in his 30s and he's um he does pop and rock stuff uh-huh. but he is crazy about christmas music and he makes all of these um christmas albums where he uses early music instruments he gets these choirs together uh he does these beautiful renditions of um sort of old classic carols and then he makes up new stuff that's just silly um but he has hundreds of songs that he's put out about christmas um todd if you could look up O come O come emmanuel by sufjan stevens it's i feel like it fits with what we're talking that's about no, it's good and i don't know i don't know this all right let's do that Four. This is interesting. <laughs> it's, I like it. It's he's kind of changing the melody a little bit. Yeah, which which is which is fine. I mean, even the way that we normally sing it is not quite the way it was originally composed. Which it was a, a plain chant. Was uh, it really? Yeah, yeah. It goes. Oh, I didn't know it, that. oh yeah, I don't remember it, but it goes way back to you know Middle Ages. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I just that's one of my no, but this is favorite that's, Christmas songs, and that's 
it's it's very good. Yeah, oh, I'm glad yeah, you liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, where would you like to take us next? Well, another old carol. This is a traditional carol from England, and uh, it's tomorrow will be my dancing day. And this is a, like a first person Christ telling his life story. And what's typically done at Christmas as a carol are the first several stanzas, mm-hmm. and then it goes on to I think ends with the ascension. So it's it's eleven stanzas, which is a details his his life. Yeah. So the text is old. the The music is relatively new. It's by a 20th century composer, John Gardner, mm-hmm. uh, and. It's exciting to me because there's not just organ and chorus, but there's also a tambourine. Uh, it's very joyful music. And and it's interesting that, that Christ is making reference to Dancing Day. I mean, it's, it's uh, again, it imparts a very secular image of his view about yeah. life. It's, it, you know, he's looking forward to his Dancing Day. Yeah. So let's listen to a little bit. of This is by um, sung by the, a group called the Sixteen, which is a wonderful uh, in English choir. I like the bells and snares already. Yeah, that's good. This one either. Yeah, it's it, it, it's one that's you know really done a lot, and I think what's so great about it is that it shows that music. This is you know typically performed in concerts, but a lot yeah. of in churches, and it doesn't have to be stuffy. It's joyful. Yeah, it's very rhythmic, exciting. Yeah. So it's, I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's fun. It's it's got that like buoyant thing that I think is yeah. you know so. Yeah or at least should be part of the whole Christmas Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to really kind of change change the, the mood right now. And All this right. is, there's a wonderful Swedish opera singer, Annie-Sophie von Otter, uh, who has made, a few years ago, made a Christmas record, again with a group of instrumentalists that is very uh, early music-oriented. Mm-hmm. And she has on here, it's a recording of White Christmas, which we all know from, you know, Bing Crosby sang it, and it came, Irving Berlin wrote the music back in 1942, and it was, I think, a, a mo- it was in a movie, Holiday Inn, and that's where Bing Crosby sang this. I think we normally think of this as a very sentimental song. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's because she's from Sweden and is, you know, dark, and at the Christmas time up there, things are 
you know, pretty bleak just because there's, <laughs> I guess that's true. there's, there's yeah. no light. But it's, it's really strange. It's a very, um, it starts off, you know, like you don't really know what you think it's going to go the way that maybe you know, know the song. Yeah. And then kind of bizarre orchestration appears and it becomes real kind of film noir type of thing. Ooh, so just listen. Let's, <laughs> and I'd like to kind of get into that to where okay. it, it doesn't happen immediately. Yeah. yeah, let's hear it. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen to hear Sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white Just wait. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. I'm dreaming of a white. I'm not sure what Bing Crosby would think about that. I know. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's, she she's a great a yeah. A lot of opera singers nowadays are doing these crossover albums yeah. where you know, and you know she's a magnificent singer. But she's I think a lot of a lot of the opera singers can't really do it well. I think to, uh-huh. to go from you know one direction totally to in another. Yeah. Uh, but this is I think a very successful. Uh, yeah. performance she went straight jazz singer oh yeah totally that's that's totally I, yeah. totally but then the way it kind of you know the music all of a sudden gets very dark and angular <laughs> and you don't know what's where it's <laughs> right. going you wonder what kind of white christmas it really was <laughs> right like what kind of christmas did you know that is that's super creepy yeah <laughs> that's awesome. I've, i have a friend at school who um, didn't react well to it she just thought it was too too extreme i think uh-huh. but um i love it no i that's, think it's great it's, it's really good, good. i want to uh move on to uh this is another carol sweet was the song the virgin sang when she to bethlehem judea came and was delivered of her son blessed jesus hath to name and lula lula lullaby uh this is a piece that i composed and this is performed by uh, the Palmer Choir here from Palmer Memorial Episcopal Church, mm-hmm. and it's on a CD of my of my music uh, on the Gothic label. So, if we could listen to a little bit of yeah. of this, it's a great choir.
That's lovely. Thanks. You know, I go back to what I was saying before. I really, as a composer, I sometimes think simpler is better. And Mm -hmm. it's just a a wonderful a cappella group. Yeah. And the music isn't complicated. Yeah, it kind of captures that that sort of sweetness of that whole story. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Like that. And going back at the end here, um, Deck the Halls with Boughs of Holly, which is another traditional carol. Oh, yeah. It's Welsh from from Wales. Anonymous text. And technically, this is a New Year's text. It talks about fast away the old year passes. But it's usually done at at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, And this is another of Julie Andrews and Andre Previn from that, that recording. Oh, goody. It's a very cinematic approach to orchestration here. Yeah. It's a big, joyful thing. Take the halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 Don we now our gay apparel, fa la 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 Troll the ancient yuletide carol, fa la 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 They got crazy. Um, yeah, it's that, that catchiness. I mean, I had no idea that this was a, a an old like Welsh yeah yeah traditional song. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, this this could have been written, I don't know, within the last century. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's not ancient, but it's still old. And yeah, and yeah, I think what makes it so great is is Previn had such a wonderful skill as an orchestrator because he started out doing movies, and he learned, oh. you know, that's. That, that's a, a really challenging thing for a composer to to be able to to pull that off mm-hmm. so well, mm-hmm. and um, he really knows how to handle the orchestra, and yeah. it's shown up in his own compositions too, not just arrangements. That this or, orchestration like this for Christmas carols was really something from thirty or forty years ago. So much mm-hmm. nowadays, you'll find more of what we heard with uh, Annie Sofer Van Otter or Sting, right? It's more small scale. I think the the fact that it's a little bit of what we heard today, there is such a spectacular array of Christmas music. And yeah. it's not all this or that, but it's just a million things. And, you know, everybody can find in it, whether it's Christmas music, holiday music, whatever, it's a, there is really something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And there is so much great stuff done by, you know, great singers like we heard today and many, many more. This is just a small portion. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, you're right. It's everything. It's sacred. It's secular. Yeah. It's it's. And even the downbeat. Sec- it's upbeat. It's yeah. yeah. And even the sacred can have all of that. It doesn't have to be serious. Right. 
I mean, it yeah. is serious, but serious. But it's fun. But it's fun. Yeah. 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 Well, David Ashley White, thank you so much for coming in and bringing this awesome Christmas music to us. It has been totally merry and bright. Well, thank you. <laughs> it has been a joyful experience. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, everybody, that about does it for this episode of Classical Classroom. For more Classroom, go to houstonpublicmedia.org backslash classroom. You'll find links to social media, to ways to listen to the show. We tweet, we tumble. You can email me at dclay at houstonpublicmedia.org. Make sure to rate us, review us, tell your friends and family about us through dramatic retellings. Thanks today to audio producer Todd Felice Navi Todd Holslander for making us sound good. Thanks to program director Sinjin Flynn for always being merry and bright. That was sarcasm. Thanks to David Ashley White again for teaching us today. Thanks to me for saying words. But most of all, thanks to you for listening. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone. is a wise way to say Merry Christmas. A very Merry Christmas. A very, very, very Merry Christmas to you.